is I want to have a very, very interesting conversation and also talk about a few things that are important to talk about, but at the same time, also tie in something that um, I discussed earlier this week in my newsletter. Um, so how are you doing, Mama? I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm as good as can be expected, I guess, in the <laughs> time we're in. Oh my God, it's like every freaking month, there's like, okay, hey y'all, guess what? I got a surprise for you this month, and then bam! Like, oh my God, that's what it feels like. That's what it freaking feels like. I know. So, I know that you're, I mean, you're in Houston, and we still got the coronavirus going on, so tell me, what is that experience like for you right now? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm still at home. Yeah. I've been home since March 29th. Like, I was looking back at some videos I made over the last two months, and I'm like, baby was going through it yeah because it was a huge shift like yeah. i mean i think for all of us being kind of thrust into this lifestyle which mm -hmm. people are living but like we weren't you know so i mean i'm adjusting i think now i'm getting to the point where i'm adjusted and then of course this all happened so i'm like good lord yeah you know you kind of catch a flow and then all of a sudden you're like well back out there again yeah yeah we've been we've been like we started walking again in our like trails because we were worried about running into people but it's we're starting to get more information and data about the virus so we get more idea like okay what's expected whatever everything and so with everything that's going on and the marches and the protesting all the protests not just you know the black lives matter protests but also the you know open up open everything back up protests like all of the different things that are going on and I'm like, okay, I, I really think this is going to have another spike or there's going to be another up, like wave of cases. And that may, show, that may turn into the, what I saw originally where I said there was going to be two, two spikes. There's a first one where people think, oh, this is the end and this is all this. And then there's a little bit of a down, downward trend and woo, all of a sudden we're going to have a larger spike. And I'm just like, and at this point, I feel like it's not something we could prevent or even keep from happening. I don't think so. Mm -mm. But I definitely think, and this is probably a conspiracy theory, <laughs> but in, in the way I see the way the system works, I mean, these people, and you know this too, whatever their agenda is, doesn't even have anything to do with separating black and, and white people for racism. Mm. Way larger purpose. And like I was talking to Brian about it today and I was like, some kind of way they're using our source energy for something, you know? Yeah. There's, a, there's so much negative energy. There's so much lack here. Yeah. An abundance of lack. So yeah. why is there so much, you know? And it's like, people can't really see that they're sort of doing this to us intentionally. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I definitely think that there's some sort of end game or some sort of like strategy at play that is kind of happening and that, you know, strings are being pulled a certain way to achieve some sort of, um, some sort of end result. And the, the problem is, you know, I think people have gotten so tired and so frustrated with the fact that we all know that the reality we have been fed and the reality that we think is reality is BS. And that, in fact, it, it, none of it, none of it is working anymore. It's all completely broken. Right. The reality that we thought is okay. I mean, we ain't going back to the 90s where, you know, you could just have a regular day, go to work, maybe buy some stuff, come home, watch TV. Like, this is like, we're not going back to that time frame anymore. Like, I watch, I watch movies from like the 80s and the 90s. I'm like, man, I was like, back in them days, it was a whole different story than what's going on today. Right. And I think the energy was, was different than everybody, Black people included, were trying to kind of join the new wealth, mm -hmm. the stock market. Mm-hmm wolf of wall street type of dude just make mm -hmm. like that you know mm -hmm. everybody was feeling good including my mom and dad 
you know, and like looking back at how we were living in that time, we were living pretty good, but there were still instances that, um, I mean, you can't really call them not racism. Like even looking way back into mm -hmm. like the fifties, one time my granddad who had a lot of problems with alcohol followed mm -hmm. was arrested in Louisiana and incarcerated while he was there and abused for nothing. So he brought that energy back home and here I am, you know, working to undo it. And that's really what we're saying. It's not just the action that you're taking right now. You don't realize the ripple effect of your racist action. Yeah, yeah. I think people and, and what I'm what I'm seeing online, you know, people are probably like, Bernie, you have mixed messaging or you're supposed to be like spiritual. You're not supposed to be talking about politics or po talking about this, talking about that. And I've seen that a few times over the last few days. And it has pissed me off because spirituality is not an exclusive practice for living in a fantasy world. Spirituality is a daily practice of incorporating the real world experiences you're having with the higher principles of love and compassion and forgiveness. And just, you know, you have to implement it. You, you don't separate. It's like, it's like church. You don't just go to church on Sunday and then live one other way the rest of the week, you have to live your church every single day and everything that you do. And so people always want to come at me and say, you know, well, you have mixed messaging, or you are being political, or you're doing this, or you're bashing on the Trumpers and all this. I'm like, look, this ain't about all of that. This isn't about what you want to turn it into. You know, I am very vulnerable. I'm very open. And I give you all of the weapons. Go ahead and shoot me because mm -hmm. I already know it's coming. So yeah. by all means, please use the weapons I've given you against me because they're going to get used. I'm going to get crucified because people don't like what I have to say if it doesn't match up to 100% of their agenda and what they prefer to hear from someone like me. I am not the Dalai Lama. I am not Buddha. I am not the, you know, the, the whiteified Jesus in the Bible. I am this version of a human being who has spent years understanding my own understanding, my own perspective, my own experience through practices that are based in mastership, that are based in people who came before me and said, hey, try this. Hey, try that. Hey, try this. And I think right now people are so confused and so overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that is happening. They don't really know where to go or how to deal with it. And so what I've started to see in the pattern that I've noticed is that people are scattering their energy and their focus. And this is what I specifically talked about in the newsletter that went out this Monday, that when people scatter their energy, because someone asked me, like, what is scattering my energy? What do you mean by that? And I said, what I mean by that is when you're trying to get from here to LA and you only got, you know, so much gas, you can't stop in every city and give everybody a ride. You can't stop in every town and, you know, have a nice little, like, let me go and visit the town. Let me go and circle here. Let me go and make a circle around this. You can't do that. You're going to run out of gas. You ain't going to get to your end goal, to your end result. And I think what's going on right now is that we as a people are seeing things play out that are unconsciousable and that are unacceptable for 2020 for a society of people who have every ability as a as a as a whole community as a u.s community we have every resource available for us to be able to have a stable life as citizens of this country to have our basic needs met whether that's food medicine or shelter we have that opportunity right now to be able to do this and instead we are 
becoming divided and divisive in our communication with each other. We're becoming tribal in the way that we're dealing with everything. And we are not dealing with the issues that need to be dealt with that are even the most, that are the most priority. And I think right now at this point, you know, we still have coronavirus, that's still going on. You know, just because y'all are marching in the street and y'all are trying to make a point about something doesn't mean y'all shouldn't wear your mask. And what I noticed is that there were a hell of a lot of different protests going on and the protests that were happening last month, they weren't, there was nobody wearing masks and the protests happening this month, there everybody, almost everybody's wearing masks because I think right. people still have some priorities in check in their own way of dealing with stuff. But at the same time, right now, at this point, this is the most important issue. And I think people need to understand that this is going to affect all of us and every, every one of us, whether we are black or white, gray or nay, does not matter. We are all gonna be affected personally by what is happening right now and what we are seeing. And you know, it doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your experiences are, what your trauma is. We are all part of a human race. We are all part of a, a culture that exists here on this country, which is now being reflected around the world. And right. we have to be there for each other, period, period. And if we continue to operate off of this mindset and mentality that we are separate and that we don't deserve to help each other because the other person, you don't agree with them or you don't like them, it, it isn't going to work and we're going to keep breaking and breaking apart and breaking apart. You know, I may have my politics, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to go over to my neighbor's house who may be someone who has different politics from me and give them a loaf of bread or give them water or keep them from being killed because a police officer got pissed off and doesn't have proper training and has a bad attitude and has systemic racism built into his makeup. Like that's not gonna keep me from doing that. And it doesn't matter what color or shade my neighbor is, I'm gonna be there for my neighbor, it doesn't matter. And so I think right now with everything that is happening, people are getting caught up in all of these like side issues. Like, you know, I was, I was, I was, well, I was bullied by black men and I, I, I mean, I support the cause, but I don't want to be there for it. I'm like, okay. And then I got, you know, other people were like, well, I was raped by a, th a thousand black men, you know, and I, my pain is valid. I'm like, okay. And then the other person, you know, well, the looting and the shooting, it's unacceptable and they don't deserve to be helped or supported because I don't support the looting or the booting. You know, I'm just like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Because we ain't talking about this or that or mm. that or look over there. Look over there. We're not talking about the look over there's y'all. We're talking about one issue, which is people in this country have been oppressed and they've been treated like dirt and garbage and they've been treated for this way for generations. And the families that have come out of that have had a trauma that has lasted for generations. And if you know anything about living in families, we all know that we learn from our parents, we learn from our sisters, we learn from our brothers. And if my mother has had a bad attitude, she probably got it from her mother. And if her mother has a bad attitude, she probably got it from her mother. So if someone has gone through a trauma, it rolls over into every single generation. And because of that, there is shared trauma within the black community that has never gone away and has only become amplified because now you don't need to be part of a KKK clan to kill somebody. You can do it in the middle of the street, in the middle of a black area, surrounded by black people and get away with it. And no one is standing in to stop you. And now it's like, boom, enough, Yeah, enough. Oh yeah, it's over with. But like, let me go back to what you said about people asking you not to speak on these issues. Number one, this is uh, spiritual warfare. Yeah very basis yeah 
you know, so you are the type of person that is required to help ease this because mm -hmm. if we keep looking at mm -hmm. they're just they're killing black people they're killing black we know that you know we know that but that's why i said we need to know the why of it because it's a deeply rooted issue that is evolved from coming over here and stealing land from the natives that were yeah. here yeah. you know keep looking like oh well slavery is over stop bringing it up what are you talking about it ain't over and i disagree with it because it ain't over <laughs> but, yeah and once something is started the anything that comes after it is the evolution of just that so we are living today in 2020 in the evolved state of slavery so when they release the slaves mm -hmm. they let them go but you have never lived anywhere else yeah you have no resources and you don't know how to get them. Mm -hmm. So then you become a vagrant. Mm -hmm. What do they do with vagrants? They lock you up. Right. You're in slavery. Right. And that is what they have done. Every time something new happens, they create a new law to rope you in. So it's impossible to get out of it. Right. And like I had a guy come to me, I guess he's overseas somewhere. Just a little bit ago, he was talking to me about anxiety first, asking me how I was dealing with it or beat it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then he starts asking me about racism and he is like, well, here on television, you can see people working together and trying to uh, grow and beat it because of course, racism is everywhere. We see color. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Way. Oh yeah. But it is very difficult to get the type of movie made that he is talking about because you need money and you need mm -hmm. people. And most of the studios are run by white people. And mm -hmm. even if or not, people are afraid to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. the backlash that comes from it and i think this is the time for us to be truth tellers because everyone is waking up i've seen the majority of white women that i went to school with actually like speaking up on the situation like yeah. watching them stay silent for whatever on these situations and they're really speaking up i mean you're talking about black yeah. and person like really showing up right. and doing so instead of saying this is an issue for just us to deal with. Get some of these white allies with you because right. we're talking about manifestation and changing something. Right. Right. It's gonna take the collective. Right. Well, that's that's what we were talking about earlier and what I was talking about with my friend Kendall. I because we were talking about, you know, he was like, there's so much bullying going on right now because people are getting bullied or called out when they're not participating or when they're not supporting the cause. And in my in my mind, I'm like, good. I'm like, because you can't afford to sit back and watch this play out and be the beneficiary of whatever ends up happening because you're afforded privilege and you're not a part of this problem. Like, oh, I'm not black, so this doesn't concern me. Oh, must we, motherfucker. Yes, it does. Because you are supporting a system that is continuing to perpetuate this. You supported the system by paying into it, by supporting it, that created the scenario for people to get so angry that they are out rioting, that they are out being violent. And I don't condone the violence. I don't condone, if there's a peaceful way to deal with stuff, I'm all for that. That's my number one priority is find the most peaceful, effective way to deal with this, which I just made a video on what we can do to potentially 
bring that this to a peaceful end by getting everybody on the negotiating table to work through this. But mm -hmm. people don't want to have a peaceful resolution. People are angry. People are mad. And the people who have the power to bring this to a peaceful resolution are just throwing grenades in with it and saying, no, they're all, they're going to kill themselves. They're going to get themselves sick with the coronavirus. Let me throw in some hand grenades and let me throw in the military and let me throw in this because ha, look at those fools. Look at how they're making it. And now people, everybody's going to see how this race is horrible and this race is awful. Let's character assassinate the black race. So right. let's go ahead and keep throwing more piles into that and character assassinate the black race because they don't deserve these rights. You see all, you see everybody, how, right. how uncivilized they are. Like, this is what this bullshit is. And I'm just like, I'm not having it. I am not here for that because I'm like, no ma'am, no way, no how. Enough of us are intelligent enough that we can see right through that bullshit and we can see right through that smoke screen. Not only that, but I, I keep telling them like, there are enough officers and enough uh, military personnel who are good people who do good things and good jobs every single day. And those people are gonna see this and say, oh, hell no. Am I gonna be part of this injustice? Am I gonna be part of this ongoing oppression of the people, not just, now, and now, not even just the black community, anybody who has a point or has a voice who wants to say something, let's squash these bitches. And so it's becoming a bigger issue than the black issue. But the black cause is the cause that is the siren that has been sounding for generations right. and has now hit its limit. And so we cannot, we, the privileged, who can get away with going into a store and not getting looked at or going over to buy this or to buy that and not think that people are thinking that we're spinning this up. We, we are afforded the ability to not have to deal with those things. We are now more responsible than ever because we have to do something. We cannot let you guys just be killed and be destroyed and be character assassinated as a culture and as a people. It does not, it's not your fault. Yeah. You didn't do this to yourselves. Mm -hmm. We did this to y'all. And so we have to own up to it, even if it wasn't me directly, but yeah. we brought y'all here and we turned you into dogs. And it's not your fault. Uh, Cry. It, it hurts. It hurts me so bad to see this. And you know, like, at least y'all are fighting. You know, the natives, they, they didn't even have a chance. They are like decimated. There's like yeah. percentage of them left and it's not their fault, you know, so. And they have mass amounts of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's really disgusting. That's why I said, I mean, how can we not be here today? Mm -hmm. In this very place where people are finally exploding. And I mean, I, I, myself, I'm not going to go out there in the riot because number one, I don't want to catch the COVID. Like, this is such mm -hmm. a weird time. I'm like, I'll just use my voice to do this, you know, however I can do. And that's the thing is like, you just need to be creating change mm -hmm. in your space. Yeah. Don't worry about controlling the next person or whether or not somebody is protesting the way you are or whether or not you approve of it. Make the change in your space. Yeah. Today, I went to um, Walmart. Um, to pick up a few things and when I got there I had this odd feeling you know like a little bit like anxiety mm -hmm. and I said I feel like something's gonna happen in here so I went in and I was shopping around and then I got to the electronics section and I heard this older white man loud talking to Hispanic employees for like 10 minutes he right. was 
eating them. Now, you and I know what that is. Mm -hmm. For some white employees, he would have been quiet. Right. He was really, really aggressive. And so I was looking around and I'm like, is anybody else working in Walmart? Right. Because they're dealing with this by themselves. Right. You know, why is nobody saying something? No one's asking this man to be quiet. No one's holding him accountable. So I saw a white woman and I said, hey, do you know what's going on back there? And she was like, yeah, I hear it. What you doing over here? Mm. You know, why are you not there helping them? Mm -hmm. And in there, I set my prayer alarm for like two o'clock. So it was about two and I was like, oh, well, I'll just walk around and pray. Mm -hmm. My prayer was just that somebody maybe in Walmart would make a change. So what I really hope is that me speaking to her maybe shifted something in her and let her know that she was wrong. Yeah. Because that's all I really can do. You know, I can't yeah. harm her, make her help people or anything like that. But it's going to be those instances because you're going to start noticing. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, man, that oh, was yeah. another person. So in that moment, when you hear it, just speak up. Mm -hmm. all you have to do well i think that's that's got to be the, the the focus here you know it's like you have to you, we have to bring attention to it and say singular like laser focused on the issue which is the issue is systemic oppression racism and essentially the potential to lose your rights as as a person mm -hmm. period like and it, it comes down to that and Black Lives Matter and everything that is happening right now, that is the siren that's going out, that's saying, it starts here, y'all. It starts here. My sister was like, where are the Mexicans? Where are the Hispanics at? You know, because it's not like we ain't dealt with shit. And I'm just like, well, it's easy for us and our culture to sit back and not be, not feel like we have to be involved because we're not the lowest, lowest ones on the totem pole of racism in this country. Right. And as long as there's a low, low a person on the lowest totem pole, we got buffer, we got buffer. And we don't have that collective suffering the way that the black community has, you know, the collective suffering has been there for generations. And even then like the, the black church also, there's a, there's, there's team building experiences that bring y'all together in faith and in belief. And we don't have that so much in the, in the, in the Hispanic community. Yes, we have, you know, we, we Hispanics can be close as shit, but at the same time, you know, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. And I, what I think, what I told my sister was like, well, yeah, black folks are taking the hit for us at this point. And once they're gone, it's it's on us. They're going, they're coming for us, boo. And once we're gone, they're coming for anybody who is, you know, gay, mm -hmm. LGBTQ. They're coming for anybody who's a woman who isn't, you know, aligning with biblical. Um, biblical um, ideology. They're coming for anybody who is uh, who is spiritual or who has different beliefs from the biblical text. They're coming for anybody. They're coming from anybody who doesn't have the right Bible book cover. So they're coming for anybody and everybody because that is the system that is set up, and that is how domination works. That is how the 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 that is the 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 mind of the master who is stuck on that ego trip. And so, if they have enough power and control it feeds and feeds and fuels and then it spreads like a virus and it's like what else can i control what else can i do what else can i do and that's what this is about and so it's like we can't split this up into 
hey, let's all march together. So let's do, you know, let's not just do Black Lives Matter. Let's do all women who are rape matters. And let's do all people who are spiritual matters. And let's do all this and that. We can't do that, y'all. We have to yeah. stay focused on the topic and focus on the main issue, which is we have to use this as the primary. This is the, this is the siren. This is the flag that we have to use because it is the number one most inflammatory, most mm -hmm. attention-getting issue at the moment. It has to be used for a constructive purpose, for a constructive reason. And right. there's such a thing as emotional resonance when you're dealing with good or right versus wrong. A lot of people, you know, I've had people trying to school me and telling me that my facts are incorrect or that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I come from... A, a place of incorrect understanding about the facts and the reality with the this political party or this side or that side. And in my opinion, my life is my fact. Mm -hmm. And my experience as a gay man is my fact. And my experience of dealing with humans is a fact. And my ability to discern the difference between energy is a fact. And so you can put something on paper and there might be something to it, but when I'm looking someone in the face and I feel something, there's something inside of me that says, mm, be careful, something's up. Hey, this person, they look great on paper, but something's up. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, I have to trust my emotional resonance. And we as human beings in physical form come into this world. And from the moment we are born, we begin to become conditioned. And when we have experiences, there's something you will experience that feels amazing and joyful. And there's something else that you experience that feels absolutely horrific and just causes you to recoil within yourself. So when I go into the world and I'm dealing with different situations, different scenarios, different people, different facts, I have to feel my way through it as well. Because if it looks good on paper, I have to assume, okay, but what is this? But what is this? And I have met plenty of people where they look great and they're just like, they say everything they have to say and they do everything that they're supposed to, it looks like they're doing everything they're supposed to do, but something just doesn't click for me. And I'm just like, mm, no, sums off, some don't feel right. And it's, there's, there's a feeling of if inauthenticity yeah. that just immediately resonates and reverberates within me. And I'm just like, and I have gotten so much better at trusting that in the last 10 years than I have in my entire life. And so when I see certain people on, a podium and they're telling they're saying this and they're saying that and you know they're trying to make themselves look this way and look that way the immediate reaction that i get as soon as i hear the sound of someone's voice tells me everything i need to know about that person and i trust myself and because i trust myself so well i am proven in my methodology and so you can tell me that the person you support and the person that you aside with in your political views is incredible and amazing and they've done this and they've done that but when my heart is telling me something different and the emotional resonance within me is something different i have to trust that because that was given to me by god those mm -hmm. words were given to me by the man and i'm sorry but i trust my connection to god more than i trust my connection to the man so i will not connect myself and immediately lie to myself to fit the narrative that I'm being fed because I have to trust that I have been given this feeling of discernment and these abilities and gifts for a reason. Yeah. And I will say this. I think if we could clear this negativity, it would allow for a lot of growth in the black community that we have not yet seen. Because when we're talking about abundance, and again, manifestation, 
your energy has to be right. If you have years and years of trauma to carry with you, you'll never be able to reach the true joy required mm -hmm. to be yeah. able to live your life here the way that we designed it. Just like you always say, you know, we're setting up our game before we come here and we're getting ready to do these great things and expand. Mm -hmm. And every black experience in America is tainted and I guess hampered by racism and the effects of 400, 500 years of oppression. Because yeah. I want to see my kids be great. You know, I want to see the whole community elevate. You know, that's what I really want to see. But people cannot do that. And they can't even get to the point where they'll be able to see it. Yeah. It's clear. Yeah. What we can focus on is I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Because I've never been able to. I can't. You know, but you can if you raise your vibration. But nobody can get to that. You know, I talk to a lot of people. And I talk to a lot of people who are dead. I talk to a lot of people who are living. And a majority of my clients, I will say, especially black women, especially black women, and a, a high percentage of um, Hispanic women are working two or three jobs, mm -hmm. two or three jobs. It's like completely normal. It's completely the norm. And I have been lucky enough in my life that I've only ever had to work one job. Yeah. But that's because I'm a male and because, you know, I can pass. So that helps me out. But I think with women and especially black women and a percentage of Hispanic women, it is so much harder and it takes so much more. And not only that, but there's automatic assumptions that they are less than or that they don't have the skill set or that they don't have the education or this or that. And it's automatic. It's automatically, you know, it's automatically there. So it, it's set up for yeah. people to not do as well as they can do. And which is why, I, like I said, there, I, there's absolutely no excuse in 2020 for us in this country to not be able to level the playing field for people so that everyone can at least have a decent life with basic needs met. There's just no excuse. With the amount of money that we pump towards the military and that we throw at, you know, now it's apparently it's obvious to throw a shitload of money at um, multi at billion dollar companies, you know, say, hey, but for the for the for the citizen that supports and that drives the country every single day, you get a couple thousand or you get a thousand. That's it. Right. But let's throw these millions at the big, big corporations because they need it to survive. I'm like, yeah, well, the people who drive it also need it to survive. And if they don't survive, these companies don't survive. It's that simple. Do the right. math. They don't take that much. They don't take mathematics to figure out that one plus 17 equals zero. Like it don't like, because you just not, you not, you know, so yeah. it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, I think that everybody needs to like get on the same bandwagon and they either are part of the problem or part of the solution. Like in this, in this, in this right now, they're part of the problem. They're part of the solution and everybody's being adversely affected in one way or another. But again, they're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And even if you're not black and this is not your issue, it will be. And trust in the next few days and the next few weeks, once you start seeing your friends, your cousins, I, my, my neighbor, she just told me her, her son was uh, protesting in uh, Philadelphia and they gassed them. And he said it was a completely peaceful protest. There was no violence. They were completely peacefully protesting and they gassed them yeah. because they wanted to break it up. And I'm like, that already is a sign that here come here it comes because once you start taking just basic basic legal things away that's it that's the end of the show right there 
So I think that it's, it's going to get a hell of a lot worse than it gets before it gets a hell of a lot better. And it doesn't have to be. There's a peaceful way to resolve this now for even people who have been directly affected are calling for peaceful resolution, but they're still asking for resolution. And I think people on here are saying, well, even the family of them, they're not, they're, they're just, they're, they're condemning the violence in this. I'm like, yeah, they're condemning the violence in this because that's a fraction, that's a percentage of the bigger movement, right. but that doesn't reflect the movement as a whole. And they're still asking for resolution. They're not saying, Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Don't nobody, nobody protest. Nobody, nobody protest. Like it's okay, y'all killed them. It's okay. Nobody. Yeah. Pro they're not saying that, y'all. They're saying we still want resolution, but we want it peacefully, and it can be brought about peacefully. But the people who want us to spin our wheels and to turn against each other are trying to force people into more infighting because it serves the purposes, and they want to assassinate character, assassinate the entire movement and the entire race at this point. So it's unacceptable. And so we have to stay laser focused and come together under one flag of unity just to get the job done. Once we get the job done, then we can affect change that affects everybody and that benefits everybody. But we gotta have one flag that we're falling under. And right now it is the black flag that represents that movement because it is the most charged and most polarizing issue in this moment. And right. those people who are sitting back, who are just like, this ain't my problem. Okay, y'all, it's gonna be your problem soon. And then you can be crying because nobody dealt with it. And by that point, your restaurant, whatever's gonna get burnt down. And that's not what I wanna see happen. That's not what I wanna see occur. It doesn't even need to happen. It never needed to happen. This has been something that could have been fixed years ago, generations ago, and it hasn't been. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think this just speaks to your, uh premonition of the Capitol Hill. Yeah. yeah. Because you saw the video I sent you, right? Where mm -hmm. he has now come out and said that the goal is to dominate the protest. Yeah. Now he said he's gonna send in the military in to dominate the protesters. But what is that going to do to law enforcement? It's going right. to open them. Right. And going to feel like they can dominate the protesters. Right. So already seen people getting gassed. Right. The man in, um, I think it was Atlanta that got killed, barbecue, a barbecue. Uh, yeah, the barbecue guy, yeah. You know, like that is what is going to happen. So what you saw is coming. And I hate to say that because it's gonna be so heavy and that's gonna hurt too, but oh, yeah. part of the process. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that's gonna make it end is if it falls apart. And so in order for that to happen, people are really gonna have to be disgusted. Yeah. And what is going to make them extremely disgusted? Something yeah. Oh, well, you know, the people in, like back in Germany, people want to say, don't compare this to Germany. This is not Nazi and bullshit because, you know, those, unfortunately, the Germans, the, 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 the Jews, the Jewish people did not fight the Germans. There weren't enough people coming together to fight the Germans. And he had his SS people out there dominating the crowds and dominating the Jewish people. And they ended up being gassed in chambers. Right now, everybody's being gassed in public. Mm -hmm. And so, and God knows when that gas actually changes to something that's lethal. Yes. And so it doesn't mean, it, it, this isn't going to stop with just, you know, domination. This is going to stop, this is going to end with extinction. Yeah. And it's going to be the extinguishing and the extinction of the people who have a problem with the status quo or the people who want it to be a certain way, period. It's just going to come down to that. And this is not a political issue. This is a human issue. This is a human issue. And this is calling into effect all people who have a authentic spiritual faith 
to stand and actually participate in the process. And I know a lot of people who are spiritually minded who are like, light and love, everybody, I'm saying prayers, light and love. I don't need your fucking light and love. I need you to get, on, get your ass on the web, share a video that infuriates somebody who's gonna go out there and protest because you're unwilling to do so. Or go and get somebody who has a connection to a senator who can say, you know what, y'all need to do something about this because this is unacceptable and this is affecting us directly as well. Like, y'all need to do something about it, not just light and love it all. This is not about a light and love. This is not being handled in a light and love way. This has to be handled in a very strategic and human way and it requires us to take action, not to, to, to sit in the sidelines and wish and have wishful thinking. There's th This is that whole toxic positivity that I talk about. People who think being positive is going to solve all the problems in the world and it's going to help everything get better. I did not arrive at the position of prosperity that I have because of light and love. Yeah. I busted my ass. And there were days where it hurt. But the action got me here with the intention, with the effort of manifestation and aligning myself to the higher vibratory energy. And yeah. so, I, and, the, and with the video, for those of y'all who don't know what video we're talking about, I put a, I had a vision and a dream last year, March 28th, 2019. And in my dream, it was very clear in my dream, I was a black man marching at the White House. And I was with a group of other marchers, mostly black people. And I had an older man next to me and we were marching to the White House and we were marching towards the front. And they were freaking out because we represented a threat to them. And so in the dream, we got tired and we're like, you're out. That's it, we're done with your shit and you're out. And so all of the marchers began to try to like go past the barriers and get over the fence and do all this other stuff. And Donald Trump was on top of the White House and all of these military officers were there. And he turned to the military officers and he said, shoot them, shoot them all. And we were all walking and marching. And again, I wasn't me, I was this black man in the dream. And the military officers looked at each other and they were like, what? Like, you want us to shoot all these Americans? And he was like, and he got pissed off and mad because they were, they were stalling. So he took the assault rifle out of the military officer's hand and he pointed it at the crowd and started shooting. And this set off a chain reaction where everybody else was shooting each other, but the marchers didn't have guns. They were just marching. And so as soon as that started happening, everybody was scattering and running everywhere because they could not believe that they were, they were shooting at them. And so I, this black man, immediately saw an older black man get shot. And I went and ran over to him and I started dragging him behind this like thing so that I, he wouldn't die and get shot. So I dragged him to safety and I was sitting there with him and I was telling him, it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. Like, just breathe, just breathe, because he was bleeding. Yeah. And I mean, I, look, I was in this experience and it, it was so painful to be in that position. And I, I, I had gotten shot as well. My fingers had gotten shot. And in between my fingers where I got shot, there was like a black coal, you know, like a, a piece of coal. Yes, I remember. Yes. And so everybody was screaming or whatever. The night ended. There was so many people who were shot and killed. And so the next day I, I took the old man to a hospital and because there were hospitals that were taking all these casualties and all these people who had been shot and killed or hurt. And so I took him to the hospital. And after that, I went the next day, I went to work and I was a server at a, at a four-star restaurant, a four-star hotel. 
and there was outside there was these people there were white people and they were just in there like having their scones and their coffee and their tea like and it was like not even that far away from the white house and they were just like nothing like sipping on their tea and just having their cakes or whatever it reminds me of that picture i saw online where there's the picture of a bunch of white folks sitting down having brunch and then there's a bunch of marchers in the street going for it and it's like this is what white privilege is that's what it reminded me of and so they're sitting there and they're having whatever and i'm their server who mm. was just in this whole thing the night before and they're talking about it like this never happened like the news is propaganda it made it up and none of this actually happened and people didn't really die and that this was just all like you know like all lies and i as the black man turned to them and i said this happened i was there i experienced it this happened and so they just they they refused to believe me and yeah. I was telling them this to their face. Like I was there, look, and I was showing them my wound and yeah. they refused to believe me. And so then after that, I think after that, that was the end of it. And then I woke up. Oh, no, no. The, the, the coal, the coal turned into a diamond. Yes, I remember that. The coal turned into a diamond. And I woke up and when I woke up, I had this, and this was again, last year, March 20, 28th, I think. I woke up and I knew, I felt it in my soul that this was significant and that this meant something huge and that I needed to share it. And I was supposed to share it. Like when you know, you you know, when your mama tells you, I better not find you at home doing this. When I get home, you better be doing this and this better be done. And if your homework isn't done, you're going to get it. Like when you know you're supposed to do something, that's how I felt. Like, I know I'm supposed to do this. I know I'm supposed to. And I believe that that was God talking to me saying, you need to share this as is. So I, that morning was like in a lot of like turmoil because I tried to avoid being political. I tried to avoid saying to one side, you're wrong, you're wrong, or you're shit or whatever. I don't, I'm not, that's not who I am as a person. I don't go and demean people and degrade them. I try to raise people up and to help people understand each other and to heal through the traumas that they personally have suffered with. And so I was struggling with it. And then that's when I, put it out there on Facebook. I had this dream. I don't know if I should share it or not. There's a lot of political like charge around. There's political pictures and this and that. And everybody's like, no, you share it. You share it. You share it. And so I posted it and it's on Facebook right now. Y'all can go to my post back in March last year. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram as well. The picture that I made of what I saw in those pieces and then how I went into the description. And then I just made a video about it last week about it again, where I said, I feel like we're gonna get to the point where people are gonna get shot and killed at the White House. And people aren't gonna believe that this is the case that this happened. And so as of right now, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. I, mean, I think most of it has pretty much come true, but that one component, I'm like, I'm expecting that to, to be any day now. And I think at this point, even with bloodshed, unless we get as many allies and people to join the cause, to help, under, to help others understand, this is not about something that you think you're disconnected from this affects all of us and they are the front line they are the front line representation of systemic oppression and systemic racism in our country and if they go we all go so we have to stand with them and we have to stand aside uh, alongside with them in every in all of this because this is going to come back and bite every one of us in the ass if we are not a white male yeah so we have to stand together. And so I think people are getting too sidetracked on all the other issues. They're getting sidetracked on the rioting. They're getting sidetracked with the violence. They're getting sidetracked with, well, what about blue lives matter? And what about all lives matter? And all about this. Like, I understand you had a rape situation. I understand you had this, you had that. I was 
brutally attacked in front of my Starbucks store years ago by a black man. And he beat the shit out of me. And I'm not just making it up because I got the video to prove it. And I have the video in which I plan on releasing it in the near future because I want to talk about working past trauma in a constructive way and not using your trauma to hold you back or to to use it as a victimized state of mind. Because I had to work through that because after that experience, I was always, and, and it was a homeless black man. It wasn't just a black man, it was a homeless black man. So every time we had a homeless guy in front of the store, I would have this like PTSD or fear. And it wasn't black males, it was homeless males in the front of the store. So I had this PTSD and I was like, I do not want to turn into this, this crazy person who thinks that every homeless person out there is like this or that every black person is out there like this because that's not who I am as a person. And that was unique to this experience, not to the entirety of all black people and all homeless people. So I went and I volunteered at a church to feed black folks to feed homeless folks because I wanted to feel the love and the connection and I wanted to give of love. The only way you can heal trauma is by loving the thing that you hate, by loving the thing that you hate. And I had to love the thing that was causing me my pain. And I sat there and I talked to folks and it humanized that for me. And after that, trauma's gone. I don't have that trauma no more. But with this, people are using their direct experience with well, my, my car got broken into by a black person. And, you know, Eddie, Eddie was, you know, he was held at gunpoint in his closet by a black guy who broke in and held him at gunpoint in his closet and robbed him. And he's like, this is wrong. We need to stand up with these because this is not that. Right. You know, what you personally went through and your direct experience is nothing to do with what is going on right now. That's your personal experience that has to do with whatever. This is something else. Don't keep applying all this additional suffrage or this combined suffrage and piggyback your own personal suffering and shit on this because this has nothing to do with that. You need to stay in, your, stay in the lane. If you want to talk about this or that, talk about this or that, but this is not the platform or the opportunity to do so. Right, that's not the time. And like, I wanted to tell her, I was like, you know, I was raped by a white man. I don't have any issues going to Walmart. You know, like, there's white men everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. there's white men everywhere. So yeah. I'm going to say same, same. I wouldn't be able to go outside. Mm -hmm. you no, know? but we're not doing that. This is not the time or the place to be saying, I can't support you all because when I was 12, uh, my black friend hit me with a Barbie doll. I just can't. <laughs> you know, like, this is not the time for that. Like, you are turning yourself into the victim. And all this gaslighting that's happening, mm -hmm. that either. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to focus on what's actually happening. And if what you said, what you dreamed, what God told you is correct, then we have a lot more work to do. Oh, because no. we Yeah. It's still ugly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right after you had that dream, I remember you were wearing a plaid shirt that day because when we talked about it, I, I reposted it and I reposted your picture. Where you were like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. You know, remember mm -hmm. that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm by it. But right after that was when I came to you acting all crazy about needing community, trying to click together, needing to band together, needing to become a new black community. And I didn't know what that was about either. Yeah. But now I'm knowing, okay, this is it. Mm -hmm. It was too real for me. Yeah. And that, that experience is what made me say, okay, I don't really know what to do with this, but I feel like I need to go inside. And right. so- I went and did inner child work and I was healing all year because I felt like I needed to. And now here we are in a time where I'm having to come and share that it's time to click up, you know, because when you look at cancer, it's just cells connecting. 
and mm -hmm. grow. We can do that. We can also do that. Mm -hmm. We can kill the cancer, but we have to get on the same wavelength. And right. you are the way to do that is by matching each other's vibration. Right. And you can do that is by raising it because right. some people are up here, some people are down here. So mm -hmm. everything to meet. So it's going to take a lot. That's why I said make change in your space. Right. Like Bonnie just said in the comments. Yeah, no, exactly. Like not everybody has to do what everybody else is doing like you can find a way to contribute in your own way you don't have to be out there getting hit by the you know i believe that we have different we have a different we have a different um groupings of people who are meant to do different things in the world some people are meant to be the soldiers some people are meant to be the ad activists some people are meant to be the advocate some people are meant to be the leaders some people are meant to, to be the supporters and the nurturers some people are meant to be the victims because it serves the grander scheme of the universal experience that we are having here as human beings and so, yeah, I may not, well, here in Santa Fe, the, the protests are, you know, cause there's, there's like protests happening, but they're, they're so peaceful and they're so, there's, Albuquerque is a different story. You know, it's a different story in Albuquerque, but how can I be of service in this position and in this state? Can I be better? Can I do more by just going and, and walking? Cause I can do that. I can have no problem doing that. In fact, if I were Houston, I would be doing that right now. But I have a following of hundreds, thousands of people who are hearing my voice. Some of those people do not like what I am saying. Some of those people feel that I am off topic. Some of those people feel that I am trying to squash them or push them down. Some of those people feel that I am mistaken in my facts. Mm -hmm. Some of those people think that my reality is not the correct reality. And I'm just like, look, I am the culmination of all that I am, all that I've experienced, all that I feel, all that I know, all that I believe, and all that I discern. And those people have benefited from the wisdom and the knowledge that I bring to the table. And they have benefited this for years. And they have received the benefit of my understanding and unique perspective in their healing of their own trauma. And when God gives you a dream and it gives you a very specific kind of dream, you don't go and say, well, you know, God made a mistake and I should have been thinking about Donald Trump or I should have been thinking about, you know, all these police officers who are getting killed or who are being, you know, or all these, God didn't, God didn't make me work in a blue lives matter factory, making flags. God right. didn't put me in that position. God put me in the position of a black man who was suffering and trying to survive because right. of an atrocity. So I must honor that experience and I'm no one to tell God you made a mistake. Y'all can tell God that, but that's just goes to the disconnect between that emotional resonance of recognizing what is aligned with love and what is aligned with fear. And I must align myself with love. And if I don't, then my work is meaningless and my words are meaningless and useless. So I have to serve my purpose and I am serving it. And people can come at, come at me and try to school me and educate me, whatever. But ultimately we are the beneficiary, beneficiaries of our work. And what we do right now, every day in the moment we're thinking and feeling, this is gonna come back on us. Mm -hmm. And I would rather be part of the solution or die trying. And I even told it, I said, look, I have, a, I have a large following of conservative people and I'm not bashing my conservative friends and family members. I'm not bashing conservatives because you have a right to be conservative. There's nothing wrong with being conservative. I understand yeah. the idea of conservatism. I actually, by, by nature, am a moderate. Like I actually approach things from a moderate perspective because I wanna 
see things from both sides and understand that everybody needs to have something so that it's peaceful. But at the same time, I can't, I cannot look away. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, Ed, I'm probably going to take a hit with the amount of clients that come to me because of this. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. If we're all going down and we're all burning, I might as well go down with everybody on the right train because I am not going to be sitting on the side and just, you know, like, well, I don't want to be hurt or I don't want to be damaged. or I personally don't want to be affected. I'm not going to participate. Like, that's, don't cop out. Don't pussy willow. I don't yeah. think so. Like, you no. And so I was like, look, I may not be working for a few months. I got savings. If I run out of savings, we'll move back home with your mama. But I don't I'm think willing so. to, yeah, fuck it. You may lose some of them, but think of the followers that you will gain and the supporters that you will gain. You know what I mean? There's a lot of money in the black community. Lots true, of True, true. But this is not about the money. This is about the difference between right and wrong. And, uh, and what I was telling Ed is, look, at some point, my work is not a clickable meme. My work is a way of life that people can incorporate and use to benefit themselves on an individual level. And so if I want my work to mean something, I can't just be hiring. Oh, you look good. No, it looks good. It looks good. I can't just be hiring everybody who, who fills out an application. I need to start to have people who are going to support the vision of the world that I want to help usher in and create. And that means that they have to fundamentally align with the spiritual philosophy and the integration process and use of that philosophy in their lives, the way right. that I've expressed and exemplified it. If they can't do that, then they're gaslighting themselves because they are not true followers. And I'm sorry, but I think Jesus has enough fake followers out there. So mm -hmm. I, I've spoke, you know, I've spoken about Jesus and I, I will tell you this, he would be pissed off that this is going on. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. But I mean, I didn't say that because I think that you're money hungry. I said it because I want people to recognize that because a lot of people discount us. Like we don't have power. We do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we need to be recognized as regular ass fucking people. Like we're yeah. not an anomaly because we have more melanin than you. Right. You know? It's the all. Right. We're just like you. Yeah. You know? I think that this is painful and this is going to continue to be painful. And I think we both need to be prepared because we yeah. got some days of crying that are going to come up around this because we are going to lose a lot of our brothers and sisters that are going to be fighting out there and putting up a good fight. But we cannot let their deaths be in vain. Absolutely. And I want to mention too, uh, you know, I'm doing that show with those uh, guys. I do Friday nights. Yeah. This week, we're actually going to have somebody who is out in the protesting call in to kind of share the experience yeah. because I know I'm not out there and we know what we're seeing on TV, but I think it's going to be really good to get a firsthand perspective of what is happening. Because like we said, you know, people are now getting gas. Um, my son and I were just talking about rubber bullets and looking at the damage that the rubber bullets yeah. are. Yeah. Well, they're not supposed to shoot directly at people with rubber bullets. They're supposed to shoot to the ground and then shoot. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, he lost his eye. This other girl, she had it stuck in her head still like, yeah, it's excessive and it's brute force. And those each of those individuals is going to have to account for their their aggressive posturing and their own violence, mm -hmm. not with us, but maybe but there's a reckoning coming for those people. And for the people who are coming from a place of hostility and racism, mm -hmm. they will be 
they will have to deal with the consequences of that. Oh yeah, you're gonna get dealt with, mm -hmm. period. You know, so that's why I said, worry about controlling what you can, which is you, your emotions. And when you see something, speak up on it. Yeah. Well, I love you. And thank you for coming on here with me to talk about this. Cause I think enough people are not talking about this and the gaslighting that's happening and all of this, you know, trying to, trying to sabotage things from the outside to make it look like, you know, they're all, they are undeserving of our civility and our, and the rights. Like, okay. Right. I'm here right. with you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye guys.